maybe this is them trying to get you ready. It might not be that. She might just be a broken human being. But either way, use this as an opportunity to get ready. Because guess what? The real world is full of bullies, dude. The real world is full of confrontation. You're going to have to be well-versed in it. You obviously know that. You lost everything, right? And now you had to move back in. So the world bullied you a little bit. So you can throw your AirPods in and smoke and fucking let that shit continue. Or you can decide someday that this isn't what it's going to be anymore. And you're going to grow that fucking backbone. What's up, Cubs? Just sloppy as all fucking get out. Trapzilla City. Babe, I'm going to keep dancing on that bridge till the stars come home. cheer up babe fucking knocked it out of the park (laughs) dude what's up cubs welcome back to cheer up babe the podcast i'm your host vj julio this is episode 92 of cheer up babe the of cheer up babe the podcast welcome to cheer up babe the podcast this is episode 92 of cheer up babe podcast wow all right slippery slope to start it off welcome back to the den thanks for clicking in let's have a little bit of fun let's have a little bit of escapism let's get it rolling let's get it rolling shia are you with me that's enough. That's enough. Sit down. That's going to be one of my new favorite recurring bits. And if you watch it on YouTube, you get it. If you listen to it on the podcast, thank you. If you're audio only, thank you. Oh my God, have a thumb ring on. Okay. All right. Found my extra wedding ring uh, upstairs. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll swap her out. Maybe I'll swap her out. I swapped it out for a second. And then I was like, ah, yeah, no, I got to have I got to have the huge metal ring on. But I don't want to just set this down. So I'll just pop this on the thumb on the other side. Forgot about it until I just looked at my hand. That's cool, dude. Definitely not a thumb ring type of guy. Definitely not a thumb ring type of guy. That's for sure. What size is your ring? What's your ring size? Mine's a 12. Don't mean to brag. Don't mean to brag. But my ring size is a 12. All right banana fingers not really but it is a 12 same as my shoe size and i don't say that to brag i mean take with that what you will but i say that to more more point out let's just point out some insecurities out of the gate didn't plan on doing this but here i am let's just go ahead and say it i'm 510 okay five five nine and a half five ten on a tall day depends on what pair of shoes i'm wearing all right and my feet and hands and arm length are belong on a six foot two plus person a six foot two plus person okay and that right there is the crux for why i never got into style because i was like what's the fucking point what's the fucking point air jordans nah dude hey i work with this dude he's like 37 i think 37 and he wears and he wears cutoffs and air jordans to work out we'll go get a workout in in the morning and he'll be wearing his outfit and i'll see and i'll see what he's wearing to work out that day and it's a it, it's a yellow cutoff and he's got like air force ones on i'm i'm talking out of my ass i don't know what the fuck they are he'll be like these are the twos and i'm like oh, fucking cool i know that they're nike that and that is where my knowledge of shoes ends whatever brand is on the side i can tell you what brand that is i don't know that yeah these are the purple panther twos they only released 1726 of them my pair is number 1412 i was really hoping for 1411 because that one was super rare because there was a there was a misprint on the side. i don't fucking know you know what i mean like shoe people never understand it i'll never get it because I was never into it, because if I ever wore a shoe that wasn't black, I felt like I looked like a clown. And you know where that started? You know where that started? It started from a beautiful from a beautiful moment with me being ruined. Now, here's a fun fact. When I was in the eighth grade, my feet grew three sizes over a wrestling season, okay? Three whole shoe sizes over a wrestling season both of my parents are teachers we don't got money coming out the ass so i got a pair of wrestling shoes at the beginning of the season and the same pair of wrestling shoes at the end of the season so as my feet grew i mean we were in wrestling shoes like two three hours a day as my as my feet grew my toes did the whole fucking bunch up thing right so i have legitimate knuckles on my toes like this i'm just turning some people on i know there's some fucking weird feet people out there my toes went like this, and now they're permanently like that, okay? It's fucking weird. Like, like this, this would be my middle toe. My middle finger would be my middle toe. 
with a permanent bend in it, and you can push it down flat, and right when you let go, kapoink, toe right back up, dude. Constant bend in the knuckles of my toes, dude. And with my toes being like that, I still wear a 12, okay? If my toes actually were flattened out, I'd probably be a size fucking 13, but they don't flatten out, so I don't have to worry about that. So that's all semantic. So it's popped right straight the fuck up. And then my freshman year of high school, I won a state title, all right? And it was a beautiful moment, and it was happy, and it was a big deal because my dad has been my coach since I was five years old, and so I got to run, I got to win the championship and run to my dad and jump into his arms and hug my father, and it was a very, very cool moment, and obviously pictures were going like crazy, and there's a very, very significant picture of the back of him, and I'm I'm a, on the other side of the camera from him, and my legs are like wrapped around him, and my arms are wrapped around him, and the only thing that I see when I look at the picture, when my dad looks at it, he sees one of his favorite memories with his oldest son, okay? That's what my dad sees. What I see is two size 12 feet that decided to get bright red and yellow wrestling shoes for that season wrapped around his body like that. That's what I see. He sees the happiest moment of all time. He sees what you call a core memory. And I see Ronald McDonald literally with the ketchup and mustard wrapped around back. I'll put it right here, dude. Look at this fucking, look at this, look at, look at, look at my fucking feet, dude. Look at my, I'm 15. I think, I think I was only size 11 at this point, but I was fifth fucking teen and I weighed 135 pounds and those are my feet. So I've always been a little bit self-conscious about the size of my feet in comparison to the size of my body. You think that I worked on my traps, shoulders and neck so that I would be bigger and it was ego no i was constantly running a losing race against how fucking fast my feet were growing from the time that i was 14 years old dude i was like well i'm not getting any taller that's a fact i'm already taller than dad so i've capped the genetics that's a for sure so let's grow width let's grow width wise and so since i had the size 12s when it came to like let's quote unquote look cool couldn't do it could only wear black shoes because as we all know ladies black is slimming right we wear the black when we want to draw attention away from the thing probably why i only wear black hats and we wear black to let's let's go ahead and cover up the muffin tops with a little bit of black right because it's all about pulling the wool over the eyes we take the wool we lay it out and we just drape it right over the eyes when we throw the black on so i only wore black shoes because i was like well it'll draw less attention to the fact that my feet belong on an nba basketball player okay in relation to my body being 510 and dress shoes forget it all right here's a little fun fact about men's dress shoes they fucking they're rigid and they come to a point Here's a crazy thing. So dress shoes are made out of like really, really thick leather a lot of the times, right? Like it's like it's a very, very rigid, dude. I, when I wore dress shoes to my wedding, I could either go to a size 13 to make it fit, okay? Which means that my foot is like this fucking big in every single wedding picture, or I could wear my actual size and my knuckle and my toe is so prominent that you could see three dots, in my dress shoes and I went with the latter option and that's a true fucking story welcome back to the den what are we saying I love you so much for clicking in dude that's why we're here that's why we're here we're unlocking we're breaking and we're cracking the eggs we're asking really poignant questions like my daughter does when we read Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall Humpty Dumpty had a great fall and she goes it's an egg and I was like it's an egg and she goes why and I was like that's a question as old as time right there dude I don't know how to tell you I don't even I don't even know what to fucking tell you honestly dude like it's just it's an egg because it's an egg. She goes, "Why? Um they probably made the caricature of the retelling an egg because it's a ch laid out like a children's story and it's about a guy falling off of a wall and cracking his head open and having brain damage and or bleeding out and thus passing away because they couldn't save his life so now the kingdom is going to fall into ruins maybe they didn't have an heir or something she goes why and then i was like poor planning she goes oh okay <laughs> but i have this co-worker that works out in the mornings one day and he's always been into shoes like he the, he's got six shoes and he's he's so into shoes it's trickled down into other people that i work with as well like the conversation starts and then suddenly everyone's got a pair of air force or everyone's got a pair of jordan twos or everyone's got a pair of 
who fucking knows where you guys are getting the money? Are we getting the same paychecks? I don't get it. So, <laughs> yeah. And he like steps out and he has these blue high top fucking Jordans on. And I'm like, well, you're working out. And here's one thing that I can tell you. You ain't running. That's for fuck sure. And he's got basketball shorts on and a yellow cutoff with the Green Bay Packers insignia on him. And I was like, hey, man. And he's like, don't. And I was like, hey, man. And he's like, I know you like to give me shit for my outfits and stuff. I don't. And I was like, I understand it's the blind leading the deaf. I understand that. That's the saying, right? I understand that I, I have no say here. I understand that I don't have the right to speak on these things because I've never once been into fashion ever in my life. I understand that. But at the same time, hey, nice outfit. You like it? No. Come on, man. Well, you're wearing high tops. And he goes, yeah, dude, these are... And then he starts diving into the story of how he got these shoes, right? He got these shoes from a seller, and it's like, they don't even make these ones anymore. They're special. And I went, oh, 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 you're 40, right? Hey, whoa, oh, hey, pause, circle it back, circle it back, circle it back. Wife and three kids, okay? Three grown-ass kids. You know who should be wearing those shoes? Your kids, because they're old enough to wear those shoes, okay? It's the type of outfit that... Last night, when you were getting ready to come to work, you went, I'm going to wear my Jordans tomorrow. <laughs> hey, you're, you're, hey, you're 40. <laughs> and obviously, I'm fucking joking, you know. Why? Why am I joking? Do I have to explain it again? Do I have to explain it again? Because people being fucking dorks is beautiful. Everyone's fucking dork about something, right? He's a fucking dork because of his outfit and his shoe passion and it's a beautiful thing you know we all have to have interests we all have to have things that we like we're all fucking dorks in some capacity i'm a dork apparently for thumb rings because i got nervous when i was talking and it was sitting on the desk and i slid it onto my thumb without even fucking thinking about it and now i have a thumb ring on the other side i'm just going to take this i'm not going to throw it because that would go against the point of why i put it on my thumb in the first place so so we're going to circle into um I, I'm just going to be straight up with this is this I've been in an interesting transitional phase of my life and it where it stems from is I mean I have no shame in saying it I've been reading the Bible now don't let don't you dare let your butthole clench up this is not going to turn into a religious podcast by any stretch of the imagination obviously right because we know how we feel about religion specifically. We know how we know how when it gets when it gets into the hands of human beings, it's ruined forever. But I, I've had I've had a couple talks with with a friend of mine and he sent me this video and he was like, Your podcast will probably like this. And I was like, Oh, it's that good? He's like, Don't even watch it until the episode. He's like, Trust me, you'll love it. And it and it stemmed from the conversation I was having. I was like, you know what it was? There was a there was a church that Jordan and I would sometimes go to in Coeur d'Alene. And the reason that I was so down to go to this church was is because the preacher, J.O., is an absolute fucking badass. He's one of those guys, he speaks very intensely, he speaks very passionately, he speaks with a fire, and he also, he rips jokes in there. And I'm like, oh, dude, if I was a preacher, that's going to be me. You know, like I resonated with his delivery style and I freaking dig it. And also he speaks passionately and it's it, it it's not religious based. It's just Bible. So that's one thing that I like. That's one aspect. But regardless, dude, the conversation stemmed from that. Right. And he goes, oh, dude, it's crazy how a, a preacher could ruin the entire thing for you. I was like, oh, yeah, you're talking about my childhood. You know, you're talking about me being a CEO churchgoer. Christmas, Easter, and otherwise, I'm staying at home. Just straight up CEO in it from the time that I was a child. And uh, I remember, I remember going to the church, and we went, we went to this. I was raised in a really, really small town, and in the small town, there were five Mormon churches. We didn't go to one of those. We went to the Lutheran church, and it was like Lutheran dude is like honestly, I couldn't tell you because I didn't pay attention to a single lick of it because it was so outright boring especially for a kid that I just couldn't wrap my head around it. So what I would do is in the back of the pews, there's the little cards to fill out, 
like it's like if you're new here fill this out and then there's also like other little things like if you have a prayer request fill this out like that kind of thing and then you submit it and i guess they pray for you later because it never happened during church service because he's busy singing like holy 12 seconds to sing the word holy and i'm, and I'm there as a nine-year-old like can we go watch scooby-doo please Please, can we go watch Scooby Doo? Oh my, oh my God! Oh, don't want to catch a knuckle to the back of the head, but can we please go watch Scooby Doo? And it just wasn't the right setting to kind of foster a positive religious experience. And then you grow up and you mature and you learn about all the heinous things that happen within religion when people only hang their head on religion. But suddenly, I'm getting on my pedestal and I'm getting off track he sent me this video after a conversation about how it's crazy how our childhood experiences can ruin anything that we could possibly be open to as we get older but i'm an open book and i'm also into transition and growing as a human being so we've dove back in a little bit but he sent me this video we're gonna watch it together and i'm putting my faith in him i swear clay if this doesn't pan out dude I'm going to smack you in the jaw with the Bible. Okay, I'm just kidding. I trust you, dude. I trust you. All right, let's see how it goes. Okay, so it starts off. So this is called Preachers Gone Wild 3. Okay, so the title is promising. And the opening says, Disclaimer, these are hilarious church videos. However, they do not represent all churches. Please enjoy the video. Let's see what's good. What's wrong with you, black women? What's wrong with you voting for Barack Obama? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Strongest start to any video we've ever experienced ever on this podcast. Oh, run it back real quick because that caught me so out of left field I can't even express it. You, black women, what's wrong with you voting for Barack Obama? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with y'all? You niggas are crazy! Oh! Oh! <laughs> okay. I do want to clarify, if you're just listening, that that was said by a black preacher. That wasn't a white guy standing up there saying, could you imagine? <laughs> What's wrong with you black women? What's wrong with y'all Vote for black or voting for Barack Obama? What's wrong with y'all? Then just drops the N-word out of left field? Okay? Now. I would say if that was the church that I got brought up in, I'd be a whole different cat right now, dude. I'd tell you right now. If that was the church that I was CEOing it at, I would be like, hey, dad, let's go to church and watch that crazy guy lose his mind. That's why we go, right? He's like, no, we go to learn about God and how we can be better people and try to harness the values that are taught in the Bible to be a lens through which we operate in the world. Oh, but last week he said something was wrong with all black women for voting for Barack Obama. My guy. So passionate, so pissed about having a Democratic president. Didn't care. That guy doesn't see color, which is good. Although he did say black women and then he said the N-word. So maybe he does see color. Well, you know, it's, it is what it is. Next one. <laughs> Suppressed people in the 90s were fucking wild, dude. Like, that... Okay, so there's a... I don't, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I just went to go ahead and explain that one for the audio listeners. And all I could say is... Okay, okay. The only, the only thing that that clip was, was 13-year-old girls at a Backstreet Boys concert in 2002. That's the only... I don't know how else to say it. That was like there was a guy and he touched another guy and that guy literally lost his fucking mind and ran and jumped over the the little fucking standing desk that they speak from. I don't know what that's called. What's it called? 
the preaching desk, whatever the fuck that thing's called. And he climbed, there was tons of space around it. He could have just ran around it, but he climbed up on top of it and then jumped off. And he's probably like 40 or something. Really, really wish that either A, that thing would have tipped over on the drive off or he would have blown out his ACL because I wanted to know if people would still be hooting and hollering. But I don't know what the fuck that was. Everyone just screamed and cheered, you know, would really love some context to that one, but it's fine. We'll continue on. What they say, Brother Mel? For they that are such uh-huh. serve not our Lord Jesus Christ. But who? But their own belly. Jake the snake. Long the midget. Oh. Dollar the rich pimp. Oh. All these folk. Old line float through Joe Osteen. Old sorry Paula White. Old knuckle dragon looking Joyce Meyer. All of them they ain't serving God. They serve their own belly. Yes, Carton pills and all the rest of them. Yes, sir. Earl Pope Mohammed. All of them, they ain't serving on our God, they serve their own belly. Yes, sir. Listen. And by good word. And by good word. And woman and got her loose. Mm-hmm. Now that hypocrite don't come out with a move. I hope none of my members ain't dumb enough to go see it. No, so. that sinner put up there ain't gonna have yourself. You come in that sinner prayer, a sinner prayer. <laughs> no, you gonna make a fool out you in the movie. Is it insensitive to say that I'm only understanding half of what he's saying? Is that... I understand what he's saying, but I don't understand everything that he's saying. I understand that he's talking about, I think, asterisk, I think he's talking about other pastors who make a lot of money and how they're just feeding their own bellies, I think, but I think, like, I think that... Humpty Dumpty was made into a wi- an egg at, for a children's story because the actual story was too heinous. Like, I don't fucking know. I'm not positive. But if I had to guess, that's what he is. So passionate about it. Genuinely so pissed that he's not making a lot of money. Genuinely, that's the crux of the problem. Just so pissed that other pastors have bigger congregations are making more money. So mad. Bottom of his heart. Turned the whole thing into the sermon. Took the whole sermon from the Bible and just decided to bastardize all other pastors. And that's fine, dude. You know, you know, there's no sense of community with him. He's like, fuck y'all. Is that a jet? Fuck y'all. No son of crap. He'll make a good move. Have you crying? You be talking about Jay Wright. We ain't never some old nasty sinner saved by grace. He said, no nasty sinners say we ain't nothing but some no nasty sinners saved by grace. Got that one. You walk in the movie straight and you come out there like this right here. But I'll stay out of there. Well, sister, man, I'm going to come back in full of bull dagger. And he got the right folk to draw you know, some girl with some weed and Mari coconut. He's dumb enough to be sitting there with him. He know women stupid by him and Denzel. What? He know the right one to drag him. Of course, the longest clip is the one that I'm I'm barely grabbing any of it, and it goes on for another 40 seconds. We're going to skip. Boaz has some relatives, and if you don't watch it, you won't get the one God has for you. You'll get his relatives. To the girls, I found this on the internet. He has, Boaz is spelled B-O-A-Z. Everybody say B-O-A-Z. B-O-A-Z. And so he's got some relatives called broke-ass, po-ass, lying-ass, cheating-ass, dumb-ass. Drunk ass, don't go out with him. Cheap ass, turn to somebody and say, I dated him. Locked up ass, good for nothing ass, lazy ass. And especially his third cousin beating your ass. Wait on your bow ass and make sure he respects your ass. Now there's your... I kind of fuck with that one. (laughs) It's not hard to crush when you're a preacher, you know, like it's not, it's not a difficult task to get a congregation to chuckle, you know, just halfway swear once and they go, oh, it's that uncomfortable. Oh, he said it in the house of the Lord. He said it while Christ is, while it's present, while the heavenly spirit is upon us. He said as he didn't actually say it though, so we can laugh. He didn't actually say it. He's not being blasphemous. He said, 
He said as, you know, because it's, it's wordplay. Carol, it's wordplay. Just some 74-year-old woman. It's like, I don't find this very funny or holy. It's like, it's it's wordplay, Carol. It's wordplay. Everyone just hooting and hollering. He stole a meme off the internet, and every single white person in that congregation that's under 59 is like this. <laughs> we need a little more humor. We need a little more humor in this house. I love it. But the fact that he actually crushed and did it, I'm like, yeah, it kind of fucks with it. You know, that's kind of funny. That's kind of funny. You got to push the limits, I guess. You a word, you got a word. Oh, oh. Standing ovation for it. It's not hard to crush. It's not hard to crush in church, dude. On two legs. Let God take you through some loneliness. Oh. Let God take Eating you through the wilderness. Eating it up. Had him eating out of the palm of his hand. Got so excited about the how that was received, dude. Got so stoked. Sunday morning started out like any Sunday at the Middlesbrough Church. The Abrams family was there, and me and little Cody and wife and the kids and everybody. And he's preaching on the signs. I seen him raise his hand up. Next thing I know, the serpent he had in his right hand had struck and bit him in the side of the face. And he's pouring the blood. When I looked up, he was coming up to the Bible stand there, and he had blood on his shirt. He was coughing, like, really bad. <laughs> okay, dude. Small town, small church. Small congregation. He's up there. I'm going to send this one home for the ages. Is holding a literal snake. A literal snake. This made headline news, obviously, because Big Cody was sitting there in his front seat of his truck with his overalls, and the camera was in the truck, so it was an intimate interview, and he was, he's relaying the message to us about this guy, and the fucking snake bit his fucking face, dude. The snake bit his face, and he has blood all over his JCPenney pale blue dress t-shirt that he's preaching with. And then didn't do the research, for sure got bit by a venomous snake. This clip is going to end with him dying. It's going to be fucking wild. I thought he was coughing up blood. I didn't know. But he, he could barely breathe. Like his throat was starting to swell and stuff. And I was scared. Oh. I called him and packed him out in my car. Congregation of 17 people. And he told me to take him to the mountaintop and let him die. Accepted the fact that he's the literal Jesus Christ. Just. <laughs> Look, listen, we're telling jokes. We're making light of situations. This is obviously would be terrifying. <laughs> but. <laughs> to go from. having so much passion about what you do for your congregation of 17 that you're like, I'm going to go catch a snake. He for sure just went out and fucking caught a snake. He for, No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He was driving to church that morning, a first service, and he's, he's thinking about his sermon, and he's like, we're going to be talking about devil and how the devil shows up as the serpent in the Bible and the people that are in your life who try to point you in the direction of wrong are the serpents in your life and he's driving he has to slam on his brakes because across the fucking road a snake he slams on his brakes so he doesn't kill it and ding bright idea hurry and hops out of his fucking 1988 f-150 and fucking sprints over to the snake scoops it up and he goes thank you lord for this answer takes it in probably wraps it in a fucking sweater that he had in the back seat wraps it up takes it to the service with him as he's preaching reaches in the sweater pulls it out Whole congregation goes, huh? Ah, and it's not a very audible guess because there are only 17 of them. So like 17 of his friends go, huh? And it's kind of short, but it's still, it causes a reaction. And he's just owning it, talking about the serpents in your life. And then that snake just goes, hey, man, I'm a wild fucking animal. Not a prop. Probably should have got a prop. Or a snake that's not like me who I will literally kill you, snick snackson, literally snick snacked on his face for a split second, and then venom is coursing through his body. He's in, he tried to power through it, and he's kind of turning around, and blood is all over his fucking shirt, 
And he, in the back of his mind, is having a full-blown fucking panic attack, but he thinks he has to keep preaching. Big Cody comes in, wearing overalls still. Different pair of overalls, for sure. Church overalls. He's wearing his church overalls. Picks him up like a child. And Cody's the one talking right now. And Cody said <laughs> that he said, just take me up to the mountaintop and let me die. Or we'll just go to the dock. Or... This isn't a prophecy being fulfilled. You're a fucking moron who grabbed a snake from the ground and brought it into church. And now you're just reaping the repercussions of that. Let's go ahead and try to save your dumbass life. I'm going to I'm going to rewind it just a little bit. We're going to enjoy this one a little bit more. We're going to swell on stuff. And I was scared. I called him and packed him out in my car. And he told me to take him to the mountaintop and let him die. If he was going to live, he'd live. If he was going to die, he'd die on the mountaintop. I said, come. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. You can't just fucking go to the next clip. Oh, oh, we have to research it immediately. I'm sorry. Pastor. Spelled pastor wrong. Bitten. By snake in church outcome. Google has everything. Pastor Jamie Coots died after being bitten by a poisonous snake in a controversial religious practice in 2014. Wait, that's a different picture, though. This is a different fucking guy. There's a video on this one. A lot of signs pointing that this is the same guy because it says the snake handling pastor of a small Pentecostal church in Kentucky died after being bitten by a rattlesnake during weekend church service. The pastor is dead from a poisonous snake bite, the 10th time he'd been bitten and the 10th and final time that he refused medical treatment. Hold the fucking phone. Dan Abrams. Is this the fucking guy from Live PD or OP Live on Patrol Live? If you guys aren't watching that right now, you're missing out. If this is the fucking mother. He's one of a community of Christians who say vipers are as vital to their services as the Bible itself. Oh, Tonight, we revisit ABC's Juju Chang's encounter with Pastor Jamie Coots, where he discussed religion, risks. I know it's life or death every day. Nope. I realize that. Okay. I, I choose that. I believe this is what the Bible means. Coots and his followers believe they are called by God to handle venomous serpents. It comes from a passage from the Bible, which they take literally. They will pick up serpents, and if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. Okay, guys, I mean, sometimes you got to just understand, understand when you're reading something metaphorically. Okay. Oh, read one passage and went, snakes can't kill me. Read one passage and went, invincible and impervious to snakes. I mean, it wasn't the same guy. Seems like the same church. I think, honestly, the guy that was bleeding and puking in the background playing in the guitar was the guy that got bit in the previous video that we were watching. But hey, how about instead of doing that, we just don't bring snakes into churches. Didn't know this was like a trending fucking thing. But apparently it is. And that's fine. Read that they will pick up serpents and that they will be bitten by the venom and that they won't die and they went, oh, we're gravy, dude. We're gravy. Hey, do you want some, do you want some anti-venom with that? Oh, did you not just hear what I just read? It's literally not a metaphor, you know? It's not a metaphor for if I follow God and then someone toxic comes into my life and tries to drag me down, I will be impervious to their actions on me. It's about literal fucking snakes. <laughs> Did you not read what I just read? What the fuck are you talking about anti-venom? Get out of my small and quaint Pentecostal church. Wow, dude. Sad, but wow. Sad, but had it come in so hard I can't even... I feel I feel empathy and sympathy, and it's sad, but also you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. If I pick a needle up off the ground and I stick it into my leg and I get tetanus, whose fault? Whose fault? Seems insensitive. You've been on alcohol or yeah, drugs. There's 15 devils. Oh, oh. physically assaulting people, just physically assaulting people in the name of the Lord. Michael Jordan. Come out of him, you foul devils, in the name of Jesus. Get ready. 
get ready. This is the power of God. Come out of us. This is the power of God. 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 The kiss from Okay, dude, I love when we get into this. And, and when we get into this pathway of pastors physically salting people in the name of Jesus Christ, that's funny. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> what if we clicked into that video, Preachers Gone Wild 3, and it was just preachers just like whipping their dicks out and, and there was just titties all over and shit? <laughs> like those fucking Girls Gone Wild promos that would come off after 1130 at night and you and you would stay up late as a fucking 14-year-old and just with one reason and it's to watch those fucking promos <laughs> and wondering if you could sneak 1999 out of your dad's fucking wallet and buy a fucking girls gone wild dvd <laughs> not realizing when it's you're that age that it's literal porn not just girls showing teddies okay <laughs> yep when girls go wild they show their titties and when preachers go wild they physically assault people and scream at people for voting for barack obama and it's you know potato potato in my book god i just love people dude i just do people are fucking human beings are the most interesting thing about anything like people are wild you know and the thing about this is like the people in here and good for them believe everything that they're saying with their whole entire soul and that's great and i don't have anything against people who follow a religion because I understand that it's a sense of community and it's a belief system. And it's like, if you're, if you're like, you know, I don't even know what Pentecostal is, but it's like you're Pentecostal or you're Lutheran. It's like, if you find that community and it's, and you're true to wanting to do it for the right reasons, like that's a beautiful thing. You just want to like get closer to God and, and live your life through that. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. But it is funny when people are absolutely out to fucking lunch, like, <laughs> I don't care, dude. Crazy is crazy at the end of the day. And it's just endless fucking entertaining entertainment. And it's been really cool, man. It's been really cool. Been reading the Bible and doing it with my wife. And it's been it's been an interesting transition. And it's interesting to revisit it uh, after you have grown up and actually gone through some things and can pertain it to your actual life. And I'm enjoying it. I'm doing it with Jordan. And it's been and it's been good. All right. Let's do some unqualified dad advice. Should we do should we do am I the asshole or should we do unqualified dad advice first? We're gonna do some we're gonna start it off with some am I the asshole because it's just fun. It's just fun. Scroll. Stop. Am I the asshole for yelling? Oh, hold on, I gotta make it bigger. Am I the asshole for yelling at my head? Uh, can't speak words. Am I the asshole for yelling at my husband to leave me alone because he made an unjustified weight comment? Hmm. Let me preface this by saying I'm 5'2 and 120 pounds. Okay. Well, I mean, would you, I mean, we got to find out what you hollered at him for. You're 5'2, 120 pounds. You're a thin, you're a thin thing. Let me preface this by saying I'm 5'2 and 120 pounds. I'm completely happy with my weight and the way I look. I'm also healthy, conscious, but late night snacks are a vice for me. Mind you, we keep a snack bin in our room because I have an endocrine disorder which messes with my insulin. It's called PCOS. People with it experience intense food cravings. I regulate the cravings with exercise. He also has an endocrine disorder, and I frequently wake up to him munching on something. I've even woken up to food wrappers in my bed, and all I say is, can you please throw these away? It's something I thought we had accepted with one another. So at 5.30 this morning, he wakes up to my crunching on crackers while sitting on the corner of my bed. He, <laughs> he sleeps heavy, so I was shocked I woke him. He responded, why are you eating right now? I say, I'm sorry. I haven't been able to sleep all na night and now I'm hungry. To which he says, for someone who is concerned about their weight, this is the worst time to be eating. Uh, I have said minor comments in the past like, these pants make my butt look big or maybe this is not the most flattering shirt because you can see my stomach. I don't think I'm fat. I respond, stop picking on me. At this point, I'm agitated. He says, I'm your husband and I'm trying to help you. It's not healthy. I say, leave me alone and go back to sleep. He storms out of the room and insists I'm being mean to him. All the while, I'm apologizing, asking him not to leave. Okay. I can completely understand how the crunch noise could be annoying. However, couldn't he have just said, please go eat in the other room or try to be more quiet? So am I the asshole here for waking him up or is he the asshole by saying he's helping me? By the way, I would have happily moved to the other room if he had told me to please put those away or go somewhere else. I just feel like this is gaslighting. All right, let's just go ahead and, I mean, ultimately with this, 
bigger fish to fry. Secondly, ladies, do you know how absolutely irritating it is to us as men when you make comments about yourself? Do you know how up a wall we get driven when you talk about something about you physically that you just don't like? It comes off as insecure, probably because it is an insecurity, right? Like, obviously, right? You have some sort of body dysmorphia. But there reaches a point where, all right, I'll just, I'll just put it into perspective of my own relationship. So Jordan has had two babies. She looks amazing, dude. She is so hot. She is so absolutely hot. I mean, she had like the best return that I think any woman could ever wish for after having two kids back to back, like literally back to back. Our girls are 13 months apart. This woman was pregnant for like literally two years straight, bounced back. And I, and I always lay it on thick with, you know, how, how gross do I want to be on this one? Wanting to bang it out. Okay, I'm always laying it on thick with constantly talking about how hot I think she is. And I do. I think she is. She looks fucking phenomenal. Everything about her is fucking sexy to me. Blah, blah, blah. Like, all right, I'm not just going to try to make it uncomfortable. But, <laughs> but she still says the comments about herself with like, it'll be like a stretch marks comment. Or it's like, my butt isn't as nice as it used to be. And stuff like that. And I'm like, would you stop? Like, it is, you are so fucking hot like you are a so fortunate and busted your ass and you look phenomenal and then it gets over into the point where i'll like i'll say like how good she looks in something and shows and she goes even with blank and i had to kind of snap off on her after the last time because i was just like don't do that don't think that i'm giving you a compliment for the sake of i think you need a compliment i'm giving you a compliment because that's what i see and that's what i believe and i think that you are a fucking smoke. So if you're a fucking smoke, I'm going to tell you that you're a smoke. I'm not going to tell you that you're a smoke because in my brain I go, uh, she probably needs a compliment from me. I don't think I've ever given a fucking compliment for that reason. Uh, she needs this from me right now. And she knows me. So since she knows that, the return fire of even with blank, and it's like, and I know she's not just needing validation and that she's fucking has like this negative it's like this negative self-image about the physicality because i don't know your body did the most amazing thing it could ever do do you understand and this is like exactly what i tell her do you understand that you are a million times more attracted to me now because i've seen what you've done to give us a family and then on top of that you drop two kids and still snap back toby Nowigway's wife fat her name is fat she's not fat she goes by fat the hood call her fat two kids i still snap back she snapped back she snapped back i told me no wigwags so by fat okay but as a dude we're over here like why are you why do you do that i'm not giving you a compliment because it's out of fucking i i think you need one and to maybe more in this in this light ladies if you don't have a man that constantly gasses you up a that's a problem but if you have a, the more comments you make about yourself, you start walking that dangerous line to where the more things you say about yourself in a negative light, the more that that's out there and the more that that could be your reality, right? When you cut yourself down to us, it cuts you down in our brain about you. Like, does that make any fucking sense? Like what you say becomes real. So fucking watch how you talk about yourself. It shouldn't be, oh, do I have mom hips now? I'm really insecure about the way that these jeans fit and never fit like that. I hate the way my blank looks. No, fucking switch that up. I got some stretch marks, but I still look fucking good. I threw this outfit back on. I haven't been able to fit into this outfit since, since two years before Gracie was born. So you know I'm feeling myself. Like, dude, fucking gas yourself up. The more you gas yourself up, the more your husband's going to follow suit. 
if he's not the type that will just fucking every single day out of his way gas you up because he's a horn dog. Shout outs. Shout outs to this guy. Okay. But, and no, you're not the asshole. You are the asshole for being a basic woman who constantly has physical issues because it's like, Jesus, you guys, like, honestly, society kind of fucked y'all up with how you look at yourself. Skinny little bitch, blanky boys that have abs because they're skinny and not because they work out, think they're God's gift to the planet. And women who are five to 120 pounds think that they have fucking weight issues or at least make comments about themselves like they do. Next. Am I the asshole for telling my son, telling my son he's delusional? Okay, said typed telling my son twice. Am I the asshole for telling my son he's delusional to think that I'll approve his marriage? Oh. Oh. This all hangs on how bad she is. Or he, I suppose. My son, he's 25, introduced me to his fiance Sarah. Oh, put her real name in it, who's 20. He informed me yesterday that he was about to marry her. He has dated her for about seven months in total. I was introduced to her two months ago. I will say it outright. I don't like Sarah. She, I hope her real name's Sarah, and I hope she finds this. I will say it outright. I don't like Sarah. She's messy, and by messy, I mean she looks like she lives in a dumpster. <laughs> She's rude. She'll cuss you out when you eat the last of the chocolate, even if it's your chocolate, because she wanted it. In parentheses, source, she did it to my daughter. I saw it with my own eyes. <laughs> She's wasteful and quite conceited. My son and her are banned from family gatherings after a particular incident. Would love to hear about that incident, babe. I have told my son the truth about it when he asked for my honest opinion after I met her. But in the end, he's an adult and I don't control his life. When he told me about the engagement, he asked me, since it's been two months, if I approve of her now. I laughed a bit and told him I don't. And he got mad, asked me why. So I gave him the following reasons. They're 20 and 25 getting married, which I think is a bit too early since they've known each other for around seven months. Two, neither of them have a stable income or know how to cook and clean, so they're hitting a disaster zone. Three, they're not going to have a prenuptial. Four, again, well, what do you need a prenup for if you're broke? So, four, again, I don't like her. But again, I told him he's an adult, and so it's his choice. I also told him they were going to move out because I have... I also told him they were going to have to move out because, oh, and they live there. Wait, if they live there, how'd you meet her fucking two months ago? Because I have three other underage kids to look after and Sarah is not at all nice or kind to them and that I won't support him and Sarah. Just if they are in an emergency. Right now I fully pay for and house him. He pays no rent and he has a part-time job and his monthly salary, if they budget it, will give them more than enough for essentials and savings. Sarah owns her apartment, so no rent. Plus, I am fully paying for his college, so no loans to worry about. But other than that, they have to figure out something themselves. I also told him not to expect me to pay for the wedding because A, they want a very extravagant one, and B, the cost of living rising. I want to save enough money to make sure my youngest, who is in eighth grade now, will have the same opportunity as him. He got mad at me and left. I recounted this to a few of my coworkers, and they think that I am in the wrong. So I have come here to ask the strangers, am I wrong? And am I the asshole? Yeah, but not because of this. Yeah, because you enabled your son for his whole fucking life. Obviously. The kid doesn't know fucking life experience whatsoever. He's 25. He still lives under your roof. You pay everything for him. He didn't have to pay for college. You handed him everything. And now he doesn't know what the fuck being an adult is. And he's 25. So he's making childish decisions like trying to marry the first piece of hot ass he gets after seven fucking months. But... You telling him no was probably the first fucking time you've told him no in his life. And so he's given a little bit of pushback. And the first time you tell him no, you go, am I wrong for telling him no? Be a parent. He's an adult. He can make his own decisions. He's not an adult. You didn't get him there, babe. You didn't do your due diligence with getting him there, did you? You coddled him and fucking babied him and gave him everything that he needed. God forbid he has to go and fend on his own. You're laying out all of these fucking things. Neither of them have a stable income or know how to cook and clean, so they're hitting a disaster zone. Your fault, okay? They're not going to have a prenuptial. Your fault. You don't like her. Your fault. Everything is your fault, okay? He's not ready because of you. I just have to fucking take reality swings on this podcast every now and then, okay? 
VJ, that's not fair. He's 25. He's he's been he's been an adult for seven years. He should have been out there on his own. Oh no 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 no. You think that you think that at 18, the majority of people who have an enabling parent are just going to fucking hit the bricks running and be like, let's jump into danger zone and try to figure this life thing out for ourselves, or are they going to stay? In cozy, cushy, mommy fucking takes care of me-ville. They're going to stay in the ladder. You see it a million times. Should they get married? Absolutely fucking lutely not. You didn't put enough contention on his life. Okay. And you dropped the ball. So, your fault. Okay? Easy for you to say. Yeah, it is easy for me to say. I'm reading a Reddit post and I'm making an observation. Okay. Let's go to unqualified dad advice. Scroll. Stop. Is it offensive? Is it offensive to say hats off to you? Nope. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. You know how bastardized I got by saying like, I like to say as a rule of thumb and people went, oh, he said rule of thumb, racist, abuser. I'm like, why? The comment section was pathetic because I used the term rule of thumb. And the funny thing about it is in the video, I go, I like to think as a rule of thumb, like cancel culture and people being overly sensitive is just kind of what you get with the times. And that's how I started the video. And then people said, wife beater. And I was like, this is the video that did it. This is the video that, this is the comment section that turned me off to ever giving a shit if I say the wrong thing. Also, I found out, I found, so I get called out for that. Apparently, rule of thumb was like a thing, like it was legal to, if your wife did something wrong and you had to discipline her, it was legal for you to beat her with a stick as long as it wasn't wider than your thumb. So it was called the rule of thumb. So I found that and I was like, oh, well, the abuser comments make more sense, but also not. But then I went down a fucking rabbit hole and that that being the origin story for the saying was a myth got debunked by Stanford University facts. Check yourself, bitch. Okay. So as a rule of thumb, I make sure that I don't get uh, too wrapped up in things that might be offensive, like saying hats off to you, things like that, things that are not obviously offensive and I'm not saying them in an offensive manner. Hats off to you? Like, okay, let's find out what hats off to you's fake origin story is. There was a guy jogging nearby, and I said, hats off to you. And then he jogged away, and then he came back to me and shoved me into a wall and said, hats to who? <laughs> and I explained, I said to him, I said it to him to support him, and he walked off. I'm wondering if this is offensive because he was black, and I really didn't mean anything by it, but it did scare me a lot as I've been in hospital recently, and I've almost... No muscles. <laughs> Our society's broken. Our society's broken. Uh, a place where you can... Our society is a place where you can get... You can compliment someone. And they can turn around and... Quote, unquote, to be dramatic about it. Physically assault you. And then you go... I did something wrong. I understand you don't have any muscles because you were in the hospital, but that's got to be on site, right? It's got to be on site. Someone shoves you into a wall. You got to just fucking actually, you know what? If it was me, I would be so taken aback. I would immediately start hollering. I'd be like, what the fuck was that? I wouldn't go. I'm, I was trying to come. I'm so sorry. Did I say something wrong? I would go, oh, explain why you pushed me or we're going now you don't cuck out society's broken dude society's broken it's all good friends want to see me but i'm kind of depressed i'll keep it brief but i've been having some issues and some of my friends are wanting to hang out i have lied to get out of a few things recently and i'm worried that if i continue people will start to prod me about being avoidant should i suck it up and go and why no you just need to be you just need to be honest with your friends and if you are actually going through a tough time maybe be like Maybe you be a little bit more open to spending time with your friends in a form of escapism. Be like, yo, 
I've been going through some stuff. I would love to just hang out. Don't want to fucking talk about it, trying to do some escapism and play fucking video games and not fucking talk about it. Okay. That's what I would do. Next one. Scroll. Help dealing with abusive parents. All right. We might be capping this episode off with a heavy one. I'm an adult who had to move back home after years of living on my own since 16. I'm 24 now. Oh, shit. Moved away when you were 16, had to come back when you were 24. Got it. My father and stepmom were extremely abusive to me as a teen, so I ran away. Now I had to come back after losing my job and my life pretty much falling apart. I lost my woman, my home, and now I'm forced to live under my abusive parents after escaping them for years. I want to cry so bad, and all day, every single day. My stepmother just talks unrelenting shit every opportunity she gets. I do the dishes. She's bitching about how well I did them. She doesn't raise a fucking finger to clean up after herself around her own house. And if she has to, I'll hear about it, though the sound of her cursing and throwing dishes about. She'll just randomly walk into a room I'm in and just start talking random shit to me about how no one cares about me and that I'm useless either today. Earlier today, I cooked some chicken breasts that I salted. I bought the food myself and she comes out bitching about how it smells and how I'm cooking like a white person. We are black. They are extremely racist. They bully me to this day over the way I speak, dress, and present myself as I am guilty of the cardinal sin of acting white. I battle issues with self-confidence because of how insecure they made me feel to myself. My father is here most of the time, and he hears it and just sits by. They want to try acting buddy-buddy with me, eating my food, drinking my beer, smoking my cigarettes because I'm generous enough to hardly never tell them no. Now he wants to use my expensive ass camera for his project that i haven't even really used yet yet he won't have my back when my when his wife hurls unrelenting insults at me 24 7 and i don't even feed into it yet i'm still getting attacked like we're in fucking third grade i don't retaliate or interact with her i don't try to be petty in any way i just sit with my airpods in out of the way look for work and occasionally smoke she bitches non-stop about that too I'm trying my best to keep my head down and make it through, but the stress is getting to me. I'm literally an adult getting bullied every day at home by my fucking parents. It's starting to weigh on my mental health, and I can't even leave as I need to save money to get out of here. I need someone to talk to or advice to help me through. I don't even know. I'm barely holding it together. I want to cry, and I also want to get up and break everything in this house. All right, buddy, it's time. Okay. It's time. You're 24. She's treating you like that because she doesn't respect you, right? She thinks you're a waste of space. She thinks you don't have a backbone. She's calling you worthless. She's saying hurtful things. A, because she is obviously a horribly insecure woman, for lack of a better word. She's a horribly... She has so much fucking pain inside herself that she just can't help but to project that onto you. All right? Like, that's the... That's the foundation of it. That's almost always the foundation of it. What is the stupid phrase? Hurt people hurt people, right? I mean, it's true. I said stupid, but it's true. It's like hurt people hurt people. So just know that first, but you're 24. If she doesn't respect you, why would you respect her? I understand that you're in their house and there's the risk of them just go ahead and telling you to get the fuck out, but it's time to show that you have a fucking backbone. Okay. No more getting stepped on. No more getting ran over. It's time to start hollering. Because I don't think that a calm conversation is going to work with a person like this. It's time to start hollering and holding your fucking ground. And if that means you have to get into a physical altercation in life, guess what? What they're doing is they're, tr they're putting pressure on you. And I don't know if it stems from love. It doesn't sound like it stems from love. Sometimes parents put pressure on you because they don't know how to teach you any other way. So they put pressure on you to get you prepared for the real world. It's kind of the antithesis to that other woman who's pissed at her 25-year-old son. Okay. He's not ready. You didn't get him ready. And you're going to bow your neck and you're going to fucking stand your ground. Say how you feel. You can do it in any context. Me, I like to eviscerate people with things that I think are their insecurities when I'm personally attacked. That's what I do. Because usually shuts them up and puts them in their place. It's like, you're trying to hurt me, I'm going to hurt you right fucking back. I'm intelligent enough to do so. That's what I like to do. But the more you allow yourself to get pushed around within the house, the more you're going to allow yourself to get pushed around when you're out of the house. So use this as practice and bow your fucking neck. We're supposed to learn lessons from our parents, right? Well, if they're not giving you any lessons taught in a healthy way, 
learn this fucking lesson from them right now. Your parents are your bullies. Don't allow yourself to be bullied. Get comfortable with confrontation. Because it's going to happen to you, whether you're ready for it or not. And that's where I'm going to wrap it. Best of luck to you. All right, Cubs, episode 92, cheer up, babe, the podcast. Have no fucking idea how that went. I guarantee 80% of you would go, so does does he believe in God or does he not believe in God? I guess. <laughs> you got to read through the weeds on that one, okay? You got to filter out what's entertainment and what's comedy, and you got to get to the crux of who I am as a human being. All right, baby gorgeous, go out there. Don't be a bummer. And cheer up, babe.